It's Louise. This is Sam. Two crazy Latinos. Hey, Mark. You, there he is. You ever to hear us? Yep. All right. There you go. How are you doing today? What's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm trying to clear this all this stuff, this clutter on this. I don't know what's. I've never used this. I get this. This is studio stream, so it's got yeah, a lot it's... of stuff in the way from me. Um, from me seeing. Look at it there. Yeah. Let's cut this shit. There you go. Is that better? No, no light. Yeah, I'm good. I'm just trying to set up my um my phone so that uh it's good for now. Just uh, just in case. I'm just tired of holding it. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know you know how you try to keep it steady, but then it looks like this, and it's like, yo, yeah. it's steady. <laughs> <laughs> No, you go, Mark. Leave it like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you on a four wheeler? I don't know. Like that. Are you driving? What's going on? <laughs> how, come, how come you're driving in your living room? Nah, it's not. <laughs> I, I get nervous when I get in. <laughs> Yo, I think Mark Vieira got Parkinson's, bro. <laughs> Oh man. Oh man. How's everything, man? How's Florida? Everything is good, man. Florida is good. Thank God, man. Good. So, all good. Good, man. What part of Florida are you in? I'm in the West Palm Beach, man. West Palm Beach area. It's a little cool. Okay. This I this is my first time, uh, you know, I've been here around this time, so it's just weird. It's like it's it gets a little warm, but it's not warm warm and then, you know, and then it's cool like for the rest of the day. So it's actually nice, been pleasant. Okay, that's good. That's good. Well, you ain't missing nothing up here, man. It's brick. Yeah, I <laughs> hear it is. My sons yeah. tell me every day it's like twenty by them, and then it's forty in the afternoon, so they they're not getting much relief. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not not going to be any kind of relief coming up now and stuff like that, man. <laughs> definitely not, man. Definitely well, not. Hey, man. So let's get right into it, man. Um, first of all, congratulations on your show on HBO on HBO Thank Max, you. man. Thank you, thank um, you, I, thank I've, you. I've seen your comedy, man. It's hysterical, uh, dude. I, there's no word for it, man. It's just, it's just ridiculous, man. So, what are you working on right now, man? What's going on with you? Um. Well, again, you know, the the beautiful thing is right now I have two different specials on HBO, right? So I did a show with Entre Nos uh, that aired in June. Um, that was mm -hmm. that aired on HBO Latino, and then I had the the mm -hmm. Hot Comedy Festival special that we did for HBO Max, and that okay. that aired in August. But both of them can be seen on HBO Max right now. Both of them. So if you look up Entre Nos, you can find it's called the Winners Special because we won, you know, we won a spot to be on, and then the HBO Max special that's on also right now that is, you know, I mean, hands down, it's just one of the funniest sets I ever had on television. It's so good really yeah i i believe so you know that one i i went off i went off emotion i was having up the last on stage and i think the cameras just bought it you know yeah that's that's awesome 
Uh, nice. I saw that uh, you have a um, you were doing live um, a live feed yesterday on Zoom with uh, you you were doing um, you were you were uh, doing uh, like training. Yes. Yes. So that's these are my upcoming projects. Is I'm doing a comedy workshop for aspiring comedians and public speakers. Um, and God willing, you know, I'm on the verge of sign inking a deal with HBO for my own 30 minute special, God willing. So those two things, you know, them is already working, the other one is in the works. So, nice. You know, just gonna nice, stay in the man. HBO family, God willing, and uh, you know, continue to work, man. You know, ho hopefully things open up. I know I think they're gonna get worse before they get better, but these are things that are on the horizon, God willing. That's awesome. Absolutely. So as far as of of HBO, like I know that's a major thing. How long, like, how long did it take to you know um, throughout the years to you finally get you you finally get noticed in that way? You know, it's the thing being noticed is not. I that's nothing that you can take to the bank. You know, when people notice you, I've been being I've been getting noticed for probably over. 10, 12 years, it, it's, it's, you know, it's building on that, right? It's building the relationships after people have a conversation with you and go, yo, we love you. Um, and then I hear, yeah, but we don't, we just don't have a place to fit you because you're a leading man. And we don't, you know, it's just like all this, it's just a whole lot of BS, you know? So there, there've been uh, uh, so many conversations. I just haven't been able to really make those conversations into what I would like them to be. Um, and so I wrote, you know, I wrote my own TV show. George Lopez, you know, was the executive producer. Mm -hmm. And that was as far as I came nice. to getting a show on television, you know, was when me and George teamed up for my own sitcom. Um, but it, it doesn't, but none of that is a negative, right? Because I, I, I had an incredible process. I met incredible writers, uh, all the executives at a, you know, at Fox and at Warner Brothers loved me. They loved my stories and they loved my comedy. It just, you know, my, my time wasn't just ready yet. And so I continue to write, I continue to pitch. And more importantly, I continue, I continue to get funnier. And I just feel like the stories that haven't been told are the ones that I have prepared. So let's see what happens, man. The day that they let me in, I think, you know, I think all bets are off and I could take it as far as I want. Cause there just isn't, there just isn't there a space for us like this. There you go. There you go. That's what's up, man. Listen, I, Lewis put me onto your, to your shows and I started watching and dude, I've been hooked, hooked, <laughs> hooked, man. La I, I'm telling you the stuff that I've seen you do, man, is just, I can't, I can't even begin to, to, yeah. to imagine what got you inspired to go into comedy. Like what, what got you started? Like what, what, what triggered that, that, that instinct for you to be like, yo, I'm going to be a comedian and I'm going to be funny as hell. And I know I am, you know, like what mm, got you there? I, let me tell you, man, you know, understanding that you're funny is one thing being funny on stage, completely different, especially when the audiences are so different. It takes so much time to build that stage confidence and personality and funny it, it's not something that you go yo i'm funny and then when you get on stage everybody's like yo this dude is like the next eddie murphy and it's not like that 
People will move you <laughs> off stage in New York City quicker than anything, dude. And that is true. And we've all had to earn our stripes. You know, uh, February makes 20 years. I've been chopping away at funny. And uh, yeah. the, thing is, uh, yeah. the thing is, yeah, man, the thing is, I'm, I, I'm honest. I'm funny. I know that I'm funny. I know every now and again, I have a set that I'm like, holy shit. You know, me and the audience were, man, we were, uh, you know, step, step, you know, lockstep together. It was beautiful. But that, you know, that has to be one of those things that you get every night. So it's so much work to be done still. Like, I just feel like there's so much more meat on the bone, I should say, when it comes to mm -hmm. funny. I know that sounds crazy, but I'm, I'm not at my funniest. I know that I'm just reaching that point where funny is not enough for me. So I'm always trying to hurt somebody when I'm on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, had a, I had a guy have a heart attack at my show, and I was like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> When three people have a heart attack at your show, then you're like, yo, he's killing it right now, bro. He's killing it. <laughs> yeah, yo, this lady had a stroke. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so in um so I, I saw that in December fourth and fifth. You um you're performing you're performing in Miami? Um I am. I mean you gotta understand everything is barring any any new information as far as COVID is concerned. I mean that's obviously the elephant in the room is people are like, yo, you doing shows in front of people, people? Like they yo, <laughs> yo, you gotta see their face. They're like, yo, you're doing a live show on earth right now? <laughs> so um, it is a live show. It's super limited seating because they only let a few people in, but it's just me trying to get to the gym and work out, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm just looking forward to getting on stage for a couple of, you know, hopefully I can get about a couple hours of work in there on stage. Just, just to flex the muscle, you know, Yeah. write nice. new material, write new material, go up there. You know, I always call it dropping bombs on these people and then and then, you know, standing back. I always record my shows and then standing back and seeing the product that I'm giving because I'm my worst critic. So I, I need to get up mm -hmm. there and because it's so far and few between now. Every show is so important. It's critical to the growth. So now when I go up over to Miami, I have an opportunity. I got willing to grow some more, man. See what happens. Nice, nice, nice. nice. That's what's up, man. So I got a question for you. So Lewis was telling me about the HBO special that you did and a character that you did. And he had me rolling with this all day. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to say anything, but I want to, I don't know what, if you know where I'm going. Yeah, there you go. You know where <laughs> of I'm course going. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so first, the first question I got for you, where did this character come from? Like, where was your process in this? <laughs> you know what's funny? You, you, I never have to reach too far for characters, right? Because I'm just a good pickup on character. That character okay. came from my idea that no one online was spoofing Cardi B and how how nasty oh, her mouth is, right? <clears throat> so I wanted to be like a, a how do you say like one of like a, a a funny the funny side of Cardi B, Oof. and then okay. I knew that was going to happen. Um, 
the funny side of Cardi B and then with a little bit of my niece. My niece is very, I don't, I don't know how to say this without not being polite. My, my, my niece is very hood, you know? And so okay. my two inspirations are how she thinks and how Cardi B talks, you know? So I kind of mix oh them my together. God. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And what? And honestly, whenever I, you know, that character, whenever she's out, dude, I, I don't even know what she's gonna say. I just know that when I watch it later, I'm like, where the hell did I get that from? And it's because it's an outer body experience. I'm watching me from outside. Like, who is this chick? Oh, <laughs> it's, but it's so funny to me, you know. Oh man! And if hey. your viewers oh, and the listeners God. don't know, just. Uh, she has her own Instagram. Her name is uh, Chuleta Diaz. She's from the South Bronx, <laughs> aka Chuli D, the one and only Toto Suelto. Um, and she, she, and she been through shit. You know what I mean? So that that there you go. And and therein lies the oh. you know the the life of Chuli D. <laughs> oh my! And how can um in um I know I. Um, I picked up picked up your that special. Um, can you let everyone know exactly where where they can pick up that special? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, right now that special is on my is on my website, markviera.com. It's at you know when you look up comedy on my website, it's right there. You can click on it and own it for yourself, or you can just DM me on any social media platform and said I got I gotta have it. And just like when I what I did with you, it's. You know, you send the ten dollars however you want, and literally in seconds you have the special. I send it straight to you. Um, so it's a, it's an easy deliverable. You don't gotta wait for the mail. Mm-hmm. You don't gotta wait for the mailman or UPS or FedEx or Amazon. It's a uh, it's two clicks. You click send ten dollars, and I click send the special. It's that quick. And it's funny. I, I think look, man, hands down, especially if you're you know that special I did. Uh, it was almost like a. I say, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a homage to just being Latino. You know what I mean, culturally. So if you're Latino, this special is gonna blow you away. And if you're not Latino, this special is still hilarious. Yeah, I watched it and I had to close the door because I was so loud. <laughs> <laughs> that especially I haven't that... seen it yet and I'm scared. <laughs> no, it's a, like I said, it's a must see, man. You know, a lot of people. Oh, no, I know. Yeah. I don't know what it is, man. Everybody's like, yeah, I don't know. And I'm like, man, you're watching garbage on Netflix, bro. What's what's funny is when you find a comedian that makes you laugh, and that's what you go with. Mm-hmm. And this special is one of those where I'm like, this one is funny from the moment you turn it on to the last second. It's like there's no filler, there's no pee pee breaks in this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I tell you, oh, you, you definitely, you definitely said some truth about the beeper life. Come on, bro, the beeper life—that was a real thing. <laughs> I got my first text message on a beeper. I had a beeper. We, we're not gonna go there. We're gonna, we're gonna leave that yeah. to the side. We ain't gonna talk about that. No, I'm saying though. Remember, you got your first text message when somebody texts you zero seven seven three four. Three, four. <laughs> You was like, yo, they said hello, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god, I remember those days, man. <laughs> hey, so yeah, but it was, but the beeper was a whole process. Like, you had to go pay for your beep at the beeper store. It wasn't even like you could mail in your payment. You had to go to like the beeper store, you know. And in the, in the Bronx, we had the beeper wizard on Castle Hill, and that dude, you know, 
He was he was like he had a whole shelf just beepers. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those. Right? You remember like the whole beeper store? <laughs> remember the different color beepers? Hell the man. cases with the Puerto Rican flag on it and stuff like yep. that. You Stop. could see the Duracell, remember the crystal clear one? You could see, <laughs> you could see. <laughs> if you had an energizer battery or, or the battery from the 99 cent store. <laughs> that shit said Puracell. You was like, where you got that shit from? <laughs> that shit lasted you one day and you had to change it. For real. Oh no! Remember the beepers? Remember the beepers that the girls used to carry? They used to light up in, in, with all the different colors and everything. Like yo, like for real? Like I could see you three blocks away walking with that beeper. Stop! Yo, like, it was a whole know. culture. The beeper was a, the beeper was a whole culture. It was a part of our culture, you know. Yeah. And not, not only that, it was a status symbol. You know, when you got your beeper, especially when you got the color one, you were showing that shit off. You you wanted everybody to see your shit. You didn't put it in your pocket. You could have put it in your pocket, and you didn't. You you clipped that shit to your belt and was like, and tucked your shirt in. You had a a a, a Latigra shirt. You tucked that shit in or whatever shirt you had on. You wanted yeah. everybody to see that shit for blocks. For blocks, exactly. That's why we got the lime green one. I remember oh, those, man. Oh. God, man. Hey, so tell me about tell me about your um your background and your family. Where you, how you where you grew up at? Um, I, obviously, man. Uh, I am Latino by ways of the little island of Puerto Rico. My my grandparents came to New York um, with my mom in tow when they were very little. I think three and two, and uh, we were first first generations born in the you know in the states. So we had the tall order of living up to that standard, you know, where my grandfather was in the army and came and then he got out of the army, came straight to the United States and had to hustle. He had to hustle. So, um, and we lived in the Bronx. I lived in the Bronx my pretty much my whole life until my thirties and then bought a house a little bit outside. And this year moved to Florida. So, you know, in California is the, hopefully the end game here. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, when are you when um, are you expecting to possibly uh, perform back in New York? See that I mean that's a that's a great question. I really don't have an answer. I did do a drive-in show uh, about a month ago, about a little over a month ago. I did a drive-in show. We went outside and it was it was pretty cool. It was a lot of fun. It was so different, um, you know. But I'm hoping that at some point we start to open up again you know what i mean and 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 yeah. the clubs open up again because obviously i miss number one i miss new york number two i miss the audiences in new york but number three i miss doing comedy period just doing comedy is i've been missing it man. it's almost it's nine months that it's been you know hit it you know hit hit or miss yeah wow yeah that's oh. tough that's yeah that's yeah. tough on anybody man mm-hmm you know, this whole COVID thing's been been crazy. I mean, I've been home, yeah, I've been home almost nine months now. It's just ridiculous. Like, I know every crevice of my house. Like, I'm so tired of looking at the inside of my house. It's not even funny. Yep, <laughs> you know? yep, yep, exactly, exactly. Well, and, and you know you know what? And you, you, you get to know yourself more, you know what I mean? Yeah, that is you start true. To realize, yeah. You start to realize, wow, I need to, I need to fix stuff. <laughs> I need to, I need to work on me. 
<laughs> it was so easy to look at everybody else when I was dealing with the outside world. Now that I'm dealing with myself every day, I, I better I better fix that shit, bro. Because estoy que no puedo. I can't I can't win myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I me canso de verme, like. Like, me veo, yeah. me like, coño, man, la misma carota, like, every day. Like, really. Yeah, like, you, like, you like, you look at your belly, and you're like, yo, you still here, bro? We in a <laughs> Yo, I've told my stomach, yo, go work out, bro. And my stomach's like, nigga, we got to go together. Yeah, I can't go together. <laughs> supposed to be my workout partner. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> have, a, have a whole argument with your own people. <laughs> Oh, my God. oh my God, that's so funny. I'm actually visualizing you doing that, Mark. And that's Hell the funny yeah, part. Man. Like, I can no, see you lean you know, over like, you know. It's almost like you know you're still going to be in this shit tomorrow. So you're like, hey, I'll just do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get healthier tomorrow because today is like, eh. I really look, you ever, you ever mess it up? You're like, yo, I had an ice cream sandwich for breakfast. Like, I'm going to start from Tomorrow I'm going to have oatmeal. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, bro, I had chips and a, and an ice cream sandwich. I just, I messed it up already. I messed it up. I can't fix it. <laughs> I gotta, I'm gonna start tomorrow. That's funny, man. Yo, so uh, who were your, um, who were your inspirations when you, when you got into comedy? Like who was the first comedian you saw? Um, I, you know what I, you know what? I gotta be honest, man. I had gotten lucky. And the, what really pushed me over the edge is I started to see Latino comedians budding, you know? The, the comedian that really, really made me realize that my dreams were possible as a comedian was, is a comedian named Ruperto Vanderpool. And okay. Uh, okay. I, saw, I saw Ruperto on Comic View, and that was the end. Like, he was the light. He was the light. I saw him do jokes about the Bronx. First, he said, I'm Dominican, baby. And he just started going in on being from the Bronx and how the Bronx Zoo had all the retired animals from the wild. And I thought that was one of the, my dude, I thought that was one of the funniest jokes I had ever heard in my life, bro. He said there was a, a lion with no teeth like that. <laughs> he said there was a kangaroo on an IV. I mean, dude. <laughs> He said it was like a nursing home for for animals. And I, I just thought that was the funniest thing I had ever heard. And I go, these are jokes that I've said in the past. I need to get my shit together, you know? Um, and then and then Mike Robles, who, you know, I don't owe, I don't want to say a comp, the Latino comedians owe him a lot, but I know that uh, when Mike Robles put together that show, Que Locos, and it, it was on Galavision, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it really was the biggest platform I had ever seen for Latino comedians. And there I saw who, who wound up becoming my best friend in the world, Angelo Lozada, uh, oh. um, Gabriel Iglesias. Okay. Was, Fluffy was yes. the host of that show. Yeah, Fluffy. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Fluffy hosted that show. Uh, George Lopez hosted it for a while. Um, and then I saw, I just saw, you know, Latin comic after Latin. And occasionally they put a black comic on there, a Lunel or whomever. But it was really the, the, a platform for Latino comedians. Like I said, my first time ever seeing Fluffy was on that. My first time mm -hmm. ever seeing George Lopez was on that. Carlos Oscar, who's hilarious. Um, 
I, I just I saw okay. all those guys. Mike Robles I had known, had seen in the Bronx, but none of those other comedians, those Mexican comics, I had ever heard of. And then uh, that show really, really put them in the limelight for me. And like I said, it just made me feel like I could do it. You know, I'm, I'm, I used to say I'm funnier than those guys. And it's been 20 years that I've been proving it. You know what I mean? Where I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's time for me to put up or shut up, you know? Now, any, um, okay. any talks or thoughts about making movies? Um, this is the thing. You know, you have it, you hit the nail on the head. Making a movie is what I have thought about. I, I don't, I've never really thought about being in a movie. It's only now that I realize how I see movies myself. I have an image of me fighting The Rock in the movie. Like, mm. like I, I want to whip his ass and then, I don't know, he drinks something, he comes back and he kills me in a movie that's, <laughs> like that's my dream role like if i ever get a movie where they where they book me i'm like yeah book me as the villain and i fight i fight the rock and he kills me because that's what everybody remembers you know yeah. <laughs> but other than that there's movies that i've written um you know that i've written on my own and there's there's a you know there's one that that i'm working on it's really more in the idea stage but there's i wrote a feature film with angelo lozada we wrote a full feature film and um so that's how i want to do it like at some point i want to be like adam sandler where i give america mm -hmm. a look into our stories you know yes that's right and then, and then right. All day, yeah and then you know, yeah in the morning all i do is read you know read screenplays from up and coming writers and, you know, cause writers have the stories, you know, it's the writers are us, the comedians, the writers, the, you know, the people that, that sit down and write. I would love to do that. I would love to sit and read people's ideas and be like, I want to make this. This is what I want to make. It's no different than what Adam Sandler does and Tyler Perry. They just read yeah. scripts and they make with, and they, and they buy them and then they make it. That's awesome. Um, I mean, do did you plan upon um, getting a crew to um a crew to film you know i'm pretty sure you're you're you know you um you you want to direct and everything like that you ever thought about getting a crew and just shoot it um yeah yeah but because and i'm not saying this to be but because i've had i've worked with writers before and i've worked with producers and directors before you know, getting people involved in your project is probably the best way to get it out there. Yes. So, you know, there, there is a way to do it cheap, but remember when you do it cheap, the product is cheap at the end. That, that um, absolutely. Yeah, and the first movie that I wanted to do didn't, was not a special effects movie, but there's another movie. Are, are you guys Puerto Rican? Yes. Yeah, Okay. absolutely. So my grandfather, my grandfather was um, in the 65th Infantry de Puerto Rico. And so mm. I always, I've always felt like you know, war, war stories that you see in movies are always from the white perspective. Saving Private Ryan. Mm -hmm, there were no Latinos mm -hmm. in that whole movie, but there were Latinos represented in World War II. You understand? Yeah. There wasn't a Rivera. There wasn't a Orozco. There wasn't a Rivera. And why? When when we were there. In, when we were there in humongous numbers. And yes, so I we were. Like, My father was there. Yes, we yeah, were. Yeah, and my grandfather fought in Korea a little bit pre-World War II, but I always felt like we weren't, we're never represented. So um, I have a movie in mind called The 65th, and it's just based on the war experience from the Puerto Rican, you know, the, the Puerto Rican and Latino perspective. Obviously okay. with white people and with black people, but 
you know, the story coming from the eyes and the voice of, of us. Yes. Because it's never been done. If you show me one, I will shut I will shut my mouth. But I've never seen one. I'm, and I'm a historian. I, yeah, and I, I yeah. love these films. Yeah. And I've never seen one. And so who better to tell it than me when my grandfather was a Borinco Nino? Mm. That's right. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Listen, so, if you need a stud dummy, I'm more than available. I'll, I'll be in the movie. I don't care. You can just throw me in the scene, you know, exploding. I'm fine with that. I'm good. Man. All right, let's do it. You're in. You're in, you're in as an exploding Puerto Rican. So when I have the when I do the script, it's gonna say insert here exploding Puerto Rican. You know that's your role. Um, you know, honestly, like I, I, yeah, as, as I mean, I've, I'm a big movie buff, you know, I actually studied film myself. Um, and honestly, I have not seen one, maybe, maybe one movie, a couple movies that are like based from Puerto Rico or about a Puerto Rican, let alone, you know, let alone anything. Um, I don't remember ever seeing anything based on, on war like the Puerto Ricans actually being in war. No, there are none. I mean, I've done, like I said, yeah. I've done homework. And like you said, there might be a Mexican film made in Mexico and they, where mm -hmm. they do that, you know what I mean? But, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about an American made film by an American telling the story of the, you know, the Latino American telling the story of our experience at war for this country. That that's what I'm talking about. It Dude, that's an awesome idea, man. I'm sorry, Richard. No, 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 no. I was gonna say that's that needs to be told. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I said before. There are so many stories of us that are not being told. It is a crime. Whenever I talk to people, you know, at Netflix or at Lionsgate or whatever, I'm like, "What story are you telling from the Latino voice?" And they're like, "Oh, well, we have the." We're gonna do the facts of life, but we're Latinos and shit. So, and I'm like, yeah, but that's that's not our story. You're just taking a white story and putting Latinos there. You know, where's our story? Where, you know, do do you know, put us where we're supposed to be at, where we come from? You know. Yeah, I don't feel like seeing Mrs. Garrett as Miss Miss Mojica on yeah. the Spanish version. Nah, yeah. that's not gonna She's work like, for me. I'm not gonna watch it. Mira, Blair, stop being on. Mira. <laughs> You know, no, but you're right, man, because you know what? We have so many stories. Your nuestra cultura is amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm sorry, I'm checking my battery because my shit is at four percent. So, ah, you know, no te preocupes. You know, but our culture is incredible, man. To tell that story, brother, and to put it out there, yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just like I said, it's a, it's a crying shame that we are still fighting for limelight. You know, yes. and uh, like I said, I've been in Hollywood and I have been there. This whole eight months has been, a, you know, a travesty for all of the arts because nothing's really happening, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it, very few films are being made. There's some shit being done for Netflix and things, but, no, but there's nothing really being done, you know? Um, so I'm hoping, again, when, when the whole thing comes over and I have an opportunity to sit down with the, with the powers that, you know, they, they, uh, they come around, you know, because it's time. That, that's all I got to say about that, man. It's time. Well, Absolutely. here's my question then. How about 
I mean, I know, um, you know, you want to tell that type of story. And you know what? And myself, you know, as my parents, you know, my parents are Puerto Rican from, from La Isla, Isabella. You know, um, same thing goes with Sam. You know, he's from the Isla. Uh, his parents are from the from the island as well. Thing, how, on. how about doing a documentary? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, it's not, you know, it's not just documentaries, though. Like I said, the documentaries are a look, you know, a look into the life. But like I said, we have stories that are funny. You know, we have stories mm -hmm. that are heartfelt. We have stories that are powerful, like a military film. There's so many, there's so many angles here, you know? We have love stories, too. Yeah, yeah. We all, right? Look at this love story right now. Mira, la nena mia. Ay, Dios mío. Qué raro, man. Yeah, sorry. She, she doesn't like the camera. She doesn't like, this is what I, I actually love it about her. She comes in the camera and she's like, hi, bye. <laughs> anyway. So, no, I'm not about that life. No, I don't want to be there. No, I'm going to, I'm going to sign off while we're still good. Um, only because I don't want it to just abruptly, you know, uh, end it for us. Um, no problem. Either way, I appreciate you guys having me. Secondly, you know, wh wh wherever this is streamed, I want everybody to follow me, obviously, on my social media, Mark, uh, Mark Vieira Comedy on everything. Um, the five-week comedy workshop is going to come on. Uh, it begins November 30th. For all of the people that want to just start comedy or learn the ins and outs of being funny, how to write a joke, be funny or whatever the job you're doing, uh, this, you know, this workshop is, is exactly Absolutely. Mark, gracias, mi hermano. Amazing, bro. Amazing right, talent. Yeah. I'm definitely going to watch that special. Everybody watching the show because it's hysterical. You're about to just die laughing. I'm promising you that. Mark, gracias, mi hermano. Yes. I think, I think a, couple, a couple of your fans died already today. Yeah. <laughs> just for, oh, just for, from yeah. this show. Mark, thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful night. All right, guys. So, hey, to everybody that tuned in tonight, I told you it was going to be funny. Mark <laughs> came in. Fuerte. He came in on fire, everybody. So, you know what? Uh, please expect stuff like this from us. Please support the show, Two Crazy Latinos. I told you, you give us a mic, there's going to be a problem. And this is just the first problem of many that we hope to have. We hope to bring a lot of entertainment out to everybody. Um, please give us your comments, feedback. We appreciate everything from you guys. Uh, to, to people, I just want to shout out real quick uh, to my, my boys in Midtown and Hell's Kitchen. I love you guys. I miss you guys. To the Time Warner family, shout you guys out too. To the St. Agnes class of 88, my dudes, everybody, Flavio, Mike, everybody, Benny, all you guys, man. Love you guys. To uh, to all our friends, hey, you know, we're always here, always here to support. Uh, we got no limits, no limits at all, man. And to Lewis, uh, all I can say to you, man, this is the start of an amazing ride, man. So you know what? Let's get ready. Let's, let's run with it, man. Yeah, and I want to say thank you to you, Sam. Mark, I... I known you for a couple of years and I want to say thank you so much 
you know, you actually allowed us the opportunity, you know, to talk, you know, to, to show, you know, just show your ideas and everyone that's watching. Thank you so much. You know, definitely tune in, you know, two crazy Latinos, you know, we'll try to try to send out as much content as possible. You know, again, subscribe to us over on Facebook and on Instagram and YouTube coming up. Yeah. YouTube, Devo in the house. I see you there, baby, from D.C. Tyrone, Joe, see you guys there. Michelle, see you guys. Love you guys. Thank you for coming out and watching the show tonight with us, man, and having a great time laughing with us. Uh, you know, like I said, man, this is just the start of some really ridiculous nonsense, man. That's why I said at the beginning, don't make me and don't make Lewis have to come after you to come watch the show. <laughs> they, they gave us... They're giving us mics legally for a reason. I don't know why, but we got mics. So it's two crazy Latinos. You already know what is what's coming, y'all. And you're in trouble. Have a good night, guys. <laughs> Later. <laughs>